Pokemon the Movie, colon, Secrets of the Jungle, released October 8th, 2021. The uh, latest Pokemon movie that is three parts Pokemon, one part Tarzan, one part James Cameron's Avatar, and yes. one part Fern Gully. Yeah, a little Jungle Book, a little George of the Jungle, a little, yeah. <laughs> like, all of these things. Yes, 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 in. exactly. So if you like those things, but you were like, man, I wish there was, some, there was a Pikachu in this, have I got the answer for you? If you've had that very specific <laughs> desire, this is the movie for you. I'm Dil Alvento. I'm Nick Nundall. And this is Attract Mode. So yeah, you take all those flavors, you put them, you put them in a cup, you you mix it up, mm-hmm. you pour it in a nice martini glass, and then you just shoot that sucker because <laughs> it ain't gonna taste great <laughs> any no. other way. Yeah, that's that's accurate. Uh, it's funny actually that you would say it that way because I did have to rewatch parts of this movie to like remind myself what happened just prior to re- this recording. And and I had to rewatch it at 1.5 speed to be able to have it like done in time to be ready for recording. And it was so much more enjoyable at 1.5 speed. So your idea of shooting it down in one gulp is absolutely right. I, the pacing on this movie just drags out what a very simple plot it has. Yeah, it's uh, I looked at the time on it. I looked at the timestamp at the beginning of the movie because I'm kind of conditioned at this point for a Pokemon movie to be like an hour 20 at most. And this was like an hour 35. And I was like, wait a second. Yeah. Uh, Needlessly an hour 35, I would say. Like, there's a lot of character drama buildup, I guess. And that's all well served to whatever plot this has. But like, it's just it's very slow and very repetitive on certain like background elements, I guess. Um I don't know. Maybe <laughs> it depends on what the value of a Pokemon movie is to you as well, though. Is it I want to see as many Pokemon as possible and, you know, I want something I can put my kids in front of for as long as possible so I can go, <laughs> you know, fuck well, off and do whatever I want to do. You have such a high opinion of parents, Nick. Yeah. Well, I've met enough to know. <laughs> that they just want to fuck off, put their kids in front of a TV and fuck off. Yeah, I think a, a great number of them are looking for that. So are you a Pokemon fan who wants to see as many animated Pokemon as possible? Or are you just trying to ditch your kids? In which case, the longer movie, the better. Um, and it does those things. So good yeah, on it that. Will, it will distract children, for sure. It will, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I um, I don't know. The... the the length of this movie didn't really bother me. Like I don't, I, I personally didn't feel like it dragged a lot, but I can, I can see where it could have. Like, there's definitely some setups, some reveals where it's like, I bet you didn't see this coming, and it's like, no, that was yeah. telegraphed, like right a thousand by miles the, away by the genre that this movie is, by the fact that you kind of already told us everything, but that one little piece of information earlier, yeah. like, yeah, it's a lot of repetitive, like flashbacking and 
things like that that got to me i think by the fact also that this movie kind of borrows heavily from at least one other pokemon movie if not two other pokemon movies yeah yeah one of which we've already seen one i don't know uh i don't know how much it borrows from the the other one um but they do definitely reference a pokemon that is featured heavily in a previous movie Oh, is that is that the mythical Pokemon Celebi that you're talking about? It is the mythical Pokemon Celebi I am talking about? <laughs> yeah, that they that they reference several times in this movie and never pay off. Uh, does it? Yeah, they do. Does it? Yeah. How does it pay off? Celebi shows up. I is it a blink and you miss it kind of show up? Kind of. Yeah, it's at the very very end. Yeah, I don't remember Celebi in this movie, and I was just waiting for the, like, Celebi saves the day moment. Yeah, I was The whole time. No, yeah, Celebi does show up as, like, kind of like a epilogue kind of thing. Hmm. Hmm. So, spoilers, I guess, for the very end of this episode. Of a very plot non-crucial moment, clearly, because everything else plays out without Celebi. Yes, and it's, yeah, the way they reference Celebi is really weird. But let's get into it. Let's get into this fine feature length movie brought to you by your friends at netflix netflix has quartered the market on pokemon content i don't know why i guess it's just a they need that back catalog of children content yeah what other reason is there other than to you buy into that catalog because it's guaranteed to get you attention from the children's audiences and also for the Pokemon company, it's a great way to get your stuff distributed to as many people as possible. Yeah. It's just, I'm just curious why Netflix and not Crunchyroll or I don't know, something, mm. something else. Like why specifically Netflix? I mean, I'm perfectly happy it's on Netflix because it makes yeah. it easier for me to watch them, but. I would have to imagine it's just wider distribution. Netflix yeah. is everywhere, you know, not literally. We, that's a very American centric but like it's it's very here and very it's on like your coffee machine western culture yeah <laughs> so yeah um yeah i don't know so how does this movie begin nick with uh the frozen opening where they're singing like big tribal music <laughs> it's a repeat of that yeah uh, yeah so it's a in the forest in the jungle deep in the jungle yes um big heavy drums and like almost percussive voices singing about being the tough guys who rule the jungle it's the zarud Um, and they're and they're so rude oh man oh man (laughs) did i just blow your mind yeah i didn't put that together at all (laughs) zarud's a rude dude let me tell you that's so true i was literally like why are they just jerks why is that like their trait and it never crossed my mind that zarud yeah. is a thing you, okay. you don't know that you don't know the classic fable of the zarud <laughs> in the in the frog that rises rude's back to go across the, the, the I'm, river. I'm just zarud it's in my nature yeah uh-huh. yeah uh so zarud's are like ape-like uh plant manipulators is yeah, that they're like fucking monkey spider-man Oh yeah, yeah, that's accurate. Because they can just—they have like bound vines to their arms, and they can like shoot them out like spider webs. Yeah, and that was a Pokemon first created for this movie, right? Like it—it it has. I know it's appeared in Sword and Shield, but because of this movie, uh, unclear. Because Sword and Shield definitely came out. Well, no, because 
the 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 games always predate the films like like the anime the cartoons never create anything original that then gets placed in the games the games always create something first okay but i remember when zarud was like released they were like upcoming in the new movie yeah and you can get it with this code in your game yeah there's like a special form the dada form where he wears uh, the pink scarf that the gotcha. specific okay. Zarud wears in this movie that you can get for Sword and Shield. Gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, but Zarud uh, is rude, and <laughs> they, they're they just dicks to the other Pokemon in this jungle. Like, the <laughs> yeah, other Pokemon so are, are, like, fending for themselves and, like, trying to eat berries, and the Zarud kind of just show up and, like, we're going to eat all the berries. So, I I was kind of half paying attention at the beginning of this movie. I'm not going to lie. And I, like, <laughs> looked away. <laughs> Can I just tell you, this movie made me think I should get tested for ADHD. <laughs> Honest to God. Yeah. I checked out this was so the one. many times. I mean, like, Maybe it is just this podcast. Maybe it's been a growing realization. But in particular, this movie, I was just like, God damn it. I'm having so much trouble. So I, like, yeah, but I, I think, yeah, I can tell you what happens. It's like the Zarud are pushing around all these other Pokemon, clearly all wild, living in the jungle. And then they hear a crying baby. Um, and most of the other Zarud just ignore it and like move on. But this one Zarud, who we will come to know as Dada, but only because of the context of the story, uh, he goes to check it out. And so he swings over, sees this baby sitting next to like a stream or something like that, or maybe in a stream. And um, he uh, goes over, checks it out, gives it a sniff because apparently, I'm sure it's like in a Pokedex entry, the Zarud's nose is like super sensitive, I guess, um, and does not like stinky baby smell. <laughs> um, Same. But gives it a sniff decides uh this is not for me i'm a zarud and that's a that's a man thing i'm gonna leave that baby behind um but then the baby sneaks up on him and grabs him and he like wrestles with the baby gets a nose full of diaper and decides hey someone's gotta take care of this baby this isn't cool if i leave it it's gonna die so the reason i said i kind of checked out for the briefest of moments is because i kind of looked away and i was like okay the pokemon are interacting or whatever and then I hear English. Yeah. But in my head, I was like, did I mishear that? And I just, I just, I, I, I like turned my attention back to the TV and I just sat there like just, just <laughs> focused in, just waiting for like to see if I was wrong and just see if there was another line spoken. And there's like a big gap between like Dada uttering a single line and then going mm-hmm. through that whole arc of like finding the baby and having an interaction mm-hmm. with baby and getting diaper pushed in his face and fainting from that. Yeah. Cause I think his first line is something as simple as like, what's that? Yeah. yeah. And then he brings it back to the tribe, the, the group, the, uh, the, the troop, nest, the troop, they call it mm-hmm. the troop of Zarud. Uh, and they just start fucking speaking English. And I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is happening? Pokemon aren't supposed to speak English. Except for Meowth. Except right? for Meowth. Yeah. The one, so, the one exception. So I do want to like talk on that. And I would like have this in my notes because it, I know in like the games, right? There's like the mystery dungeon games or whatever, where the Pokemon yeah. just have full on conversations and like that, that being a sort of feels like different canon than the cartoons. Well, so there's like it, there's like a justification for that because you yourself are a Pokemon, so you would understand yeah. the other Pokemon. 
Yeah. Which applies here as well, yeah. because they are Pokemon talking to other Pokemon at this moment. Um, but in the movies or cartoons, you would... I know you're not an expert, but you're certainly better versed than I am. Oh, I'm an expert. Does this happen? Is this like a thing where Pokemon have full-on, full-language conversations with each other? So translated again, this for is, our benefit? This is kind of a, a spoiler for a later movie, but in the... I believe it's the Pokemon the movie I Choose You, which is like a retelling of like the first couple episodes mm-hmm. of the beginning of the anime... There is a point where like Ash hallucinates Pikachu talking and there was like a huge like reaction to I think like whatever voice they chose for Pikachu because Pikachu has a voice like you know his Pikachu voice and you know him speaking English was really weird and off-putting. And it wasn't Ryan Reynolds or Danny DeVito because those (laughs) would be the okay choices choices. right? (laughs) No it was like kind of it was like oh Ash like oh no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be off-putting. But in, in Dream Logic, you can excuse that. You can be like, "Well, yeah. whatever." Yeah. So this is literally implying that all along, for the entire, how long has Pokemon been out? Twenty years, twenty plus years, twenty-five years. Oh my God. <laughs> but like, they have been carrying on full-blown conversations with each other, with like deep levels of nuance and sophistication that's that's always been the case like i mean like to be clear they are speaking english for the sake of watching the movie like we're seeing a translation yeah right like they're they're like from a person's point of view in the pokemon universe they're just saying um but we're seeing them have these conversations but it's always been the case that pokemon have been sentient if not sapient well, that's the big thing for me, and as an outsider, right, not a deep fan of those Pokemon lore, this was very off-putting, because I can accept if they have, like, you know, I know there's different types of Pokemon as well, and, like, the more humanoid ones having higher intelligence doesn't throw me off, uh, like, Mewtwo especially, right, like, that that's a different thing, but, like, if it looks like an animal, and it acts like an animal, I expect a level of animal intelligence so the sounds it makes and communicates with are not sophisticated language they're just like indicators of mood and you know like hey back off type stuff you know um this implies they do have a deeply sophisticated language that for some reason audibly only comes out as their name but like but but they're capable of incredible depth uh to their thoughts um which makes enslaving them in pokeballs (laughs) much more complicated for me <laughs> or also eating them <laughs> yeah yeah like if a magic carp has like the intelligence of a human what's the morality of eating a magic carp awful i'll tell you that <laughs> yeah but there but there is there's more to this that i want to discuss but i want to get a little further into the movie mm-hmm. before we we come back to this topic okay so he brings the the kid back to the troop he kind of has this argument. We have like a couple of established other Zerud characters. There is mm-hmm. the elder who is this kind of older Zerud that uses like a walking stick. He's so wizened. Yes. There's the alpha. And I only know this because I had the subtitles turned on. But there's same, a char- same here. Yeah. So there's a character <laughs> called the alpha and there's a character called the sub alpha. The only real difference between them is that the alpha is like very kind of has a lot of machismo is very like loud and boisterous and then the sub alpha is kind of like a worm tongue-esque character he's like kind of snivelly talks very snivelly he's like 
just like Waluigi. Um, <laughs> yeah, he twiddles his mustache all the time. Yeah, uh, and those are basically the only other three Zaruds that are established. But Dada, as we... There, there are many others present, but these are the right. ones who get like speaking roles. Dozens yeah. of them in the troop, but yeah, we only yeah. see the interactions between these four. But Dada, as he has yet to be named in the, in the movie, but he kind of argues that like this this child was abandoned he wants to take care of it or at the very least return it to its parents and the others are like that's against our law because they have like a basically a law of the jungle which i guess where the jungle book kind Mm -hmm. of part comes into play yeah um but not only do they have a law of a jungle they are also like the sacred guardians of this tree and in the tree also has healing properties so like right off the bat there's Tarzan, there's Jungle Book, and there's also Avatar because, like, Sacred Tree, human child being raised by apes, et cetera, et cetera. Also, the tree has healing properties, which is a fucking plot they already used in that Mewtwo yes. movie. It's also tough for me because, like, Poké Centers exist. Healing has been pretty worldwide solved. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, hey, I have a potion. I can also heal my Pokemon. Right, yeah. This this is not a crucial uh, scientific exploration anymore. Yeah, it's 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 weird. It's weird to return to that well and also just curb off of so many other properties. But again, mm. you know, it's a it's a kids movie. It's also yes, it's also Pokemon theme. So it's like, you know, there. Yeah, I actually, like it doesn't it doesn't like right. It gets the pass for whose audience is and everything, yeah. but it is not sophisticated, not complicated. But then we get this this montage, because of course we do, of uh, the Zarud trying to find uh, the kid's parents and also just trying to uh, return him to civilization. There is a big city that's kind of like on the outskirts of the jungle and he travels there and like tries to slyly leave it to like be found by other humans his his first attempt is like i'll just drop you in this alleyway i'm sure things will work out and then and then the baby crawls out into traffic and is almost run over so he uses (laughs) his vine whips to to pick him back up and so that fails and he also finds this old research laboratory uh kind of like desolate kind of abandoned mm-hmm. research lab in the jungle and he's like searching through it and um finds what appears to be a photo that includes the baby and he kind of like looks around like the the broken down lab and kind of like pictures all the humans in there and the baby being like held by its parents in in this in the scene and is like okay well the parents are not here and i don't know what happened and montage fast forwards you know they have and 10 years of growing up (laughs) yeah and wacky adventures happen where the baby like burns down their (laughs) their (laughs) thatched home with a with a salamander fire pokemon yeah salandit i think yeah 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 i think so Mm -hmm. and uh flash forward to present day the the character is is I assumedly 10 or 11 and is a kind of wild child archetype and uh his name is coco yeah. and wears a loincloth walks on his knuckles is sort of like painted up to look like the zarud fur yeah. pattern wraps wraps uh vines around yeah. its wrists uh yeah. in the style of his root and believes he is a zarud 
Yeah, and that's that, I wanted to talk about that later too because there's like a direct conversation where he's like, "I don't know if I'm a Zerud," and Dada's like, "No, you definitely are." <laughs> no, 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 no. Believe me, I yeah. know Zerud. Yeah, uh, yeah. So again, kind of setting up some some pretty standard stuff if you've seen Tarzan or like the Wild Thornberries or stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so. Is there anything that happens there? There's like, I guess, I guess, I guess this is where the narrator breaks in. Yeah. And then we get like traditional episode opening with Ash walking into Melifa town, Milf, Milfia town, Milf town, Milf town. Yeah. Welcome to Milfburg. (laughs) Ash is like, whoa, this place is great. Yeah. Uh, Better call my mom, which is the first thing he does. (laughs) Oh, weird. (laughs) Uh, yeah, but he arrives there. The narrator talks about his adventure, but it's not really anything critical. Um, we get more stuff in the jungle. Oh, go ahead. Well, the thing I want to point out here is where the fuck is everyone else? Like, like all of his buddies? Well, yeah, where's Brock? Where's Misty? Where's Tracy? Where's Dawn? Where's Max? Where's literally any of the other characters that he I don't, is always around? I don't know most of those names, but... <laughs> I, I wonder, I mean, does this fit in immediately after a certain episode of the TV it might, show? It might be and like maybe in he's between seasons. Out. Yeah. yeah. It's just weird. Like, again, as someone that, like, like in our in our viewing, we are going from the third Pokemon movie to this yeah. one, right? Which is jumping like 19 years yeah, or something yeah. like that. And that's how it is. For, like, I haven't seen any of the other Pokemon movies in that gap. So it's like, I'm also kind of in the dark. Like, gotcha. what is the state of Ash Ketchum's world yeah. i imagine if you're watching journeys all of this will yeah. not necessarily make sense but will at least be like oh he's he's doing something um i my <laughs> understanding is in journeys he's going through like the sword and shield area right like that's, that's probably true current, yeah yeah um which is interesting because this town is not in sword and shield i know the movie's towns often yeah. are not or maybe always are not i don't know which um but I, I did some looking because I wanted to figure out. First of all, I wanted to figure out what Milfia was. <laughs> like I t- couldn't figure that out, um, and I didn't find much other than that. Weirdly, it is a town that has been teased in two other games before the release of this movie. Weird. Um, which yeah, it seems like so like micro world building, pointless. You know, uh, but it shows up in I think something called like Pokemon EX, which is like a mobile game, mm. um, and then it also shows up in a picture in the newest Pokemon snap, like in on the wall in the like weird like cutscene area in the lab when they're always talking. Yeah. There's like a picture of the town that they took like directly <laughs> to make the illustration for this. Well I know that the either an executive at the Pokemon company or a developer at Game Freak, someone came out recently and said that the Pokemon games and the Pokemon anime are two separate universes. So that they feels should- that way. Yeah, they, so they should not be considered identical in terms of like yeah. setting and stuff. Like they share a lot, but they're not well, identical. It also makes me feel a lot less bad for having a Zarud in my <laughs> bank that like <laughs> this fully sentient being that wants to live in the jungle. And I'm like, I'm putting you in a ball and I'm putting that ball in a box and I'm leaving you forever. Oh, he's still sentient. Don't worry. <laughs> that part, that part shared. Shit. So Ash has his usual stuff. He's he's talking to his mom on the Skype with the public Skype phone box in the Pokemon Center. Mm-hmm. 
his mom still is babying him. He's like, do you got clean underpants or whatever she's saying? He's like desperately trying to get off this call. And what I thought was really funny was when he finally goes to hang up on the call, he goes to hit the hang up button. It's a touch screen. So it's like kind of like FaceTiming and he goes to touch it. And she looks at the button as if she like is consciously aware of where it is. It's like, wait, don't touch that. Like she's trapped inside the machine. Yeah. But yeah, he hangs up and then he goes out into the jungle to catch Pokemon. He's still trying to be a Pokemon master fucking 20 years later. Maybe yeah. give up on the stream, Ash. <laughs> Go or, to college. You know, grow up a little bit. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you can still have this dream, but maybe make some progress in it. Jeez, Just a kid. little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um he tries to catch a Cramorant. Yeah, which I, I just love Cramorant in general because of that Pikachu animation. <laughs> yeah. So they pay that off. Yeah, they replicate here. Cramorant's in a in a lake or a pond trying to get some fish. Ash sends Pikachu out. Also, want to point out, this entire movie, we don't see any of Ash's other Pokemon. Yeah, He doesn't none. send any other Pokemon out. It's just him and Pikachu. Like, mm. I don't know if that's like because they were limited in time or yeah well i think also it's like clearly not ash's movie he's here but he is a tertiary sure. character to the boy and zarud um part of me part of me also just feels like they pokemon knows how bankable pikachu is and how yes, absolutely less popular right. <laughs> the other pokemon are so they're just like ah it's just him pikachu but I do think there was something I heard uh, on the internets, you know, rumors and, and whatever, that in like new series, he like released a bunch of his Pokemon or something. Oh, really? He wanted to like start over. I, You know what? That's a real, I shouldn't say this stuff because I really don't know anything about it. But I heard something about that, that he was like beginning fresh in his new journeys. And that's what the whole new series is about. That's pretty wild. Yeah. So he's trying to catch this Cramorant. Like you said, he sends Pikachu out. Pikachu gets caught in his mouth. They do the thing where he fires off Pikachu like Cramorant can do in the game. And Cramorant flies off and he's like, ah, shucks. Didn't get that Cramo. And then <laughs> the fucking Apple Pokemon shows up and he tries to yeah, catch that. Apple. Yeah. And it flies away and he's chasing after it. And then he trips over like a root or like a giant wire or something. It's it's a yeah it's a it's a cord or cable or something for this like science equipment yeah that there there are these scientists there and they're using what looks like a giant like eyedropper <laughs> to like put in this river and it's like gas powered and has cables running to it and they're just like slurping up water from this river to take samples and like I, I bet you there's easier ways than this massive equipment but whatever you do you we, we hear this water has uh, healing properties we might we got to make sure we don't contaminate it. meanwhile the giant machine is just dumping oil <laughs> yeah. and yeah just sludge uh, into the water but that's where he meets the scientist what's her name do you remember it's uh i believe Sharon or Shannon Gosh, I don't remember at all. Sharon. I think you must say there's, it like once in the movie. Yes. She's like, hi, I'm Sharon. And he's like, okay. And, <laughs> and she's like, we're researching the water because mm-hmm. the water has magical healing properties. So I'm like, yeah, like that other water did in the other Pokemon movie. Right. Yeah. And while this is going on, there's sort of a parallel story um, where the Tarzan boy Coco uh, and his Dada Zarud 
are like they've realized that the other Zarud, the mean ones, have crossed out of their territory and stolen all of the berries that the other jungle animals need, other jungle Pokemon need. So they have decided to start planting new plants and like trying to refresh the jungle. And it's like a human idea that like no one but Coco could have had this idea because animals may be fully sentient, but too stupid to farm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Agriculture and animal husbandry way outside the the realm of. That is the dividing line (laughs) of man versus beast. Yeah. And also during all this, Coco is having full-on conversations with Zarud. Mm-hmm. And so here's my big fucking sticking point with this. Mm-hmm. All right. We got evidence that Meowth can learn English, that Meowth can speak human languages. We also have evidence that Coco, a human, can speak like a Pokemon. And, and, and not just like speak to Zarud, can speak to all pokemon because literally all yeah because he has this it's also like so it comes across as if there is the english or they call it people talk at some point in this movie (laughs) there's people talk and there is pokemon as a language yeah like it doesn't come off as like zarud's talk to zarud's right so so okay so that's a new question that we don't have to address but now i'm curious how does that work like is it like the tower of babel where they all just have like a shared root like all pokemon can understand each other even though they're saying different words anyways yeah but we, we have evidence in this movie that a human can speak to a Pokemon directly. Mm-hmm. They can learn the Pokemon language. How has this not been a thing before? Right, right. This is just a question of world building. How can humans, Pokemon have a language and that they are sapient and that they understand when humans talk to them, but, mm-hmm. but humans can't understand when Pokemon talk to them, but they could possibly learn this language how has there not been like pokemon translators or pokemon like people researching like where where are the pokemon linguists in this universe and you've got to presume they do exist and they're just very bad at their job (laughs) it must be the only because if it is possible for a boy to immerse himself in a pokemon society and learn all pokemon language again not just zarud because if it were just zarud you could be like oh maybe they are closer to us they are apes so maybe like maybe there's a building block there that he grew from but no because he'll talk to the flygon and the pancham and everything else in their language and it all works out so this might also be answered by the man versus beast thing that we brought up where uh-huh. humans just think they're so much better than Pokemon and are like, well, I understand me. Why the fuck do I care what they're saying? No, and man. <laughs> what a just... cynical, awful version of Pokemon, <laughs> but, but also possible. But fits fits better than any yeah. other reasoning. I think I'm going to take a different tact with it, tack with it and say this kid is just special. And the same as Meowth is special, right? Meowth is unique as a Pokemon. Even other Meowth haven't learned English. For some reason, Team Rocket's Meowth has, and we never learn why. Yeah, we do. And do we? Oh, oh, I've never learned why. In the show, but yeah. (laughs) Okay. Can can we just say it? Can you tell me why? I would like to know. It it was just, you know, there's a flashback episode. It's the episode where they go to Hollywood, because I guess Meowth's from Hollywood or whatever. (laughs) 
just like um, the Minnesota Vikings are also right, real. exactly. Yeah, yeah. but it, it, it's something based about the fact that like he was kind of shunned by other Meowth, and like it's 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 kind of just like a retelling of Frankenstein, where he just like lives in the attic <laughs> of the sc- schoolhouse for like little kids, and the little kids are being taught like how to speak and read and write. Okay, and he so teaches himself. That's still giving him an ability though that other like if it is possible for a pokemon to just learn by study then someone would have trained a pokemon how to talk right yes like we've had real world science happen where people tried to teach dolphins english like those attempts are made by humanity at some point right um and like primates can sign can use sign language yeah, yeah 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 exactly um so like Given those things, Meowth being the only one, aside from Mewtwo, which is arguably a science experiment gone wrong right. kind of situation. And or telepathy, just, so. Yeah, they all have telepathy. Like, lots of Pokemon have telepathy, so um, maybe they can all talk through their minds if they have that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but if Meowth is special and this boy is special and this boy does demonstrate other special things later, spoilers, uh, then maybe maybe it's not just about learning it. Maybe it's about having some innate magical ability. He's the one that can do it, you know? Maybe. Because otherwise it doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> just, I was just sitting there staring. I was like, what? The, this whole, this whole, this whole, this whole sham falls apart. Now yeah, that the, yeah. the human can talk to Pokemon. Yeah. But anyways. There has to be a barrier there. Otherwise, humans are just monsters. <laughs> we were the pocket monsters all along. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, Coco and, and Zerud uh, kind of are hanging out. They're, they're living their lives. Like you said, they, the, the other Zerud kind of encroach in their territory, try to or, or succeed at eating all the mm-hmm. other berries. They start farming their own berries. They... Zerud has this technique where he can like pull off a piece of the vines he has and mm-hmm. like turn it into magic fertilizer that <laughs> yeah. quickly grows the plants from a seed to like a little sprout. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so they're just they're just talking. They they're they're just trying to provide solutions to that. Um, there then, like you said, there is a there's a flygon kind of like in the the group. Uh. Uh, Coco's friend group and the Flygon likes to pick fights and it picks a fight with a Pancham and the Flygon is really uh, injured and Coco leads the Flygon away from the fight like purposely antagonizes it and pulls it away. He takes this sort of leadership role amongst the wild Pokemon. Yeah. Much like a trainer who had a collection of Pokemon might do. Right. Humans innate ability is to lead animals <laughs> is to, is to en- enslave wildlife <laughs> yeah. but uh he also has a a um was it a squovit is that what that fucking squirrel's mm-hmm. called yes he has a yeah s- squovit friend who is like kind of like his Soviet russia yeah <laughs> Fuck. Squirrel, i don't know <laughs> nuts eat you yeah <laughs> um, um but he he leads the flag on to the sacred uh healing hey spring. wait a minute what <laughs> They just established that they don't have any food and they have to plant these things. And the very next scene is that Squovit like surrounded by food, yeah. not sharing with anyone. Yeah. Well, that's why he has such big cheeks because he shoves yeah. berries in his cheeks. And like, yeah. I think that's his whole thing is that he's just a fucking glutton, glutton, uh, engorging yeah. on shit. Um, but yeah, he he pulls the flag on to the sacred well sacred spring and heals him and then all this rude 
find him doing this and get really mad at him. Because it is the law that only the Zerud can use the Sacred Spring. You can't be bringing other trash Pokemon here. Yep. Why why does your Flygon have goggles on? (laughs) (laughs) It's what a jerk. Because he flies so fast. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So one, I, I guess the Alpha wants to fight Coco because of this. Like He's like, hey, you broke the law. Now I gotta beat you up. That is the law. <laughs> yeah. Um, you fought the law and the law won. Uh, so they start attacking him and they have this big fight on this like branch over the, the healing waters and all the others Zerud come down including the sub-alpha and the elder um, and just as he's about to fuck up Coco a vine comes and hits uh, the alpha and wraps his hand and it's none other than of course Dada who comes to his son's defense I guess <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess I guess yeah <laughs> uh, so they 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 have just kind of like a, a talk with the elder and they say you know hey we we screwed up it was a mistake we're gonna leave we're gonna go away you won't have this happen again and it just kind of, I guess, is building up the animosity that the other Zerud have for him abandoning them for raising this child. Is like, hey, you're you're doing a gross thing, raising that human boy and not living with us, and we don't like you for it. Um, but what happens after that? After they, the elder, like, agrees to let them go? There, hmm, that's a great question because there's kind of a gap in my notes too. They, Coco and Detta have kind of a falling out of some sort. That's what right. I remember. Yeah, okay, right. This is that part where Coco is like, why can't we use the waters to heal all the Pokemon? It, it's good. It's a good thing. And Dada's like, you don't understand. It's it's a Zerud law. You know, the we have this law. It's the way we see things. And he says, well, I guess I'm not really a Zerud then um, because my <laughs> hands are tiny and my skin is pink and I'm not one of you. And his <laughs> like, monocle pops off. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no, <laughs> you're my son. You're as rude. You're definitely as rude. And I'm sure you'll get vines someday. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And he gets angry because he can't use Pokemon moves, which is really <laughs> that weird. That is a big thing I wanted to talk about. <laughs> it's weird yes. for the Pokemon themselves to refer to them as moves and wild, not like wild Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Not even like a Pokemon who has grown up under the training of right. the humans. A domesticated a, Pokemon. Yeah. 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 Because then it's like, oh, I taught him these moves. The, it is assumed that natural wild pokemon understand that their abilities are limited to a move set somehow <laughs> presumably four um <laughs> and that this boy wants to learn a pokemon move but he yeah. can't so it makes him very sad he should buy a tm then like little cds and get him at the department store right it'd be so easy to, yeah to teach him just plug that CD in where exactly? <laughs> uh, you know. Where is the, the disk drive on a Pokemon? <laughs> well, that's yeah. where the Pokeball comes in. <laughs> so, yeah. So he gets mad that he can't use Pokemon moves, which, hey, I, you know, you, being able to use Pokemon moves would be cool. I can't yeah, deny man, that. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so he runs off he actually like swings off in in anger so he can't use the vine whip move but he does have like bolos basically mm-hmm. that he can throw 
but like with one hand kind of latched to his or with one end latched to his arm so he like Mm kind of throws it and latches on the tree branches and swings with it and also just uses natural vines but he like swings away in a in a huff and he's angry and the squovet's kind of like following after him and he's like i'm so angry and he doesn't pay attention where he's going and he just slams into a giant (laughs) metal pipe that i guess is part of the research facility like part of their experiments yeah they're like pipelining they're planning to pipeline out the entire river i guess i don't know yeah yeah um and he he hits it <laughs> knocks him unconscious and he falls into the river below and it takes him downstream over a waterfall mm-hmm, and he just mm-hmm. falls into the the cascade below and he just kind of sinks below the waves and who would jump into the water and save him but none other than everyone's favorite lad ash ketchum yep uh which which was actually interesting like i didn't actually see that kind of meet. yeah that being how they meet is kind of cool because yeah. that brings yeah. ash into the story in a heroic way and like i i actually yeah i agree with that yeah. that was cool. i was expecting a pokemon to save them they were kind of shoehorn ash in some other way we should also talk about during some of the some of these scenes already that we've mentioned there have been cuts to team rocket who are yeah. just like in the background watching from the leaves of the jungle and they kind of do some exposition. That's kind of their whole deal in this movie is just exposition. That's what they are in um, every movie, honestly. Like it's kind I, of like do why you I think don't so? include them because they're they're exposition, but they're also usually like slapstick comedy relief. And there's very little of that in this one, yeah. which I thought was weird. And I don't know if that's a progression we'll see over future movies we haven't watched yet. Or, or if at some point there's just a hard cut. I was really put off. There's a lot of different voice actors. Yes, Pokemon now and the the new Jesse and James, Mm-mm. no good. I not no good. I'm sure they're professionals and they're high quality. Yeah, but I hate them. <laughs> Off putting. James is so nasally. Apparently, the voice actor for James is also the voice actor for Meowth. Um, Interesting. Meowth, I can see Meowth, that. I think is fine. Yeah, like, not my well, it's favorite. It's such a like cheesy character voice. It's easy yeah. to like. Yeah, but yeah, James. I mean, so are, so is Jesse and James. So right, <laughs> I guess but, that but doesn't... the the fine kind of Dick Tracy gangster voices i don't know it's it's charming it's good i like meow's yeah. voice yeah um but yeah james is nasally mm-hmm. um jesse i don't mind hers is fine the narrator really threw me off because it's like it's so close but just like yeah it is really close off about it that just yeah. made me like like uh, over time i'm sure i could get used to it but yeah like hearing it because because part well, of me felt like they like abandoned valley them. Yeah, part of me felt like they abandoned the narrator at some point just because, like, I think that voice actor retired or passed away or something. So I was surprised to hear it at all. Um, mm-hmm. I actually really like the narrator in, in Pokemon. Um, Ash also just a little off. I don't know if these are the same voice actors from that terrible CG remake we saw or not. I would assume yeah. they would be. Um they felt more off-putting in that, but maybe it was just the visuals combined with the voices was just like a yeah, whole be. terrible package. But yeah, so Ash... Uh, yeah, so Team Rocket's in the background, as they normally are. Ash rescues Coco, takes Coco to Milf Town and to the Pokemon <laughs> yeah. Center, uh, which is also really weird. Like, does... does do, do towns not have regular human hospitals? Do you have to take... Right people to pokemon centers i guess it is though i'm glad they're on top of socialized medicine at least 
yeah sure like, like that's great yeah. like i mean they could instantly heal pokemon i hope they could do the same thing for humans right i hope, hope you have pokemon... to put a pokemon in a ball and then put it in a machine so not necessarily i, don't know. I remember yeah. i i remember very clearly one of the first episodes of the pokemon anime where nurse joy is like chest paddling pikachu <laughs> <laughs> but also like here are your pokemon back and like serves pikachu up on a metal tray and then there are like yeah. little divots for the pokeballs next to him with all of ash's other pokemon so oh, that's funny i uh i don't know maybe they just spray him down with potions maybe they got like concentrated potions maybe they got like back to tanks of potions yeah in it's the gotta back. be a back to tank <laughs> yeah it's gotta it's gotta be a back to gotta tank. be well you need the but, volume yeah pokemon are fighting all day long right yeah. so you tell me you got an onyx size back to tank in there no they in, sh- in the pokeball generally right so like okay. normally they're going to be shrunk down but sometimes you have a pikachu who doesn't want to get in the ball yeah a little asshole yeah <laughs> so so coco wakes up pikachu you little asshole <laughs> get out of pokeball here's the thunderbolt um God damn it so coco wakes up in the infirmary at the pokemon center um he is very confused and very uh alarmed at i at do want to say I, I kind of love this scene because he just like flips out and he's like jumping on the bookcases and swinging across the ceiling and everything yeah lighting fixtures or whatnot and everybody else in the poke center is like whoa but ash goes whoa cool <laughs> like that is the most like young kid thing to do in yeah. that situation just seeing a, like that felt so real <laughs> it's like oh that's good and just um, chases him you know out of the pokemon center uh he coco's like momentarily confused by the the automatic door but fortunately someone mm-hmm. walks in so he runs out through it and yeah. kind of runs through the city through milf town um <laughs> startles a trainer with his dreadnaw which is like a big giant turtle with like a yeah large horn on the front and the dreadnought gets spooked and like starts stampeding down the town and uh coco sees this and takes action as well as ash and they try to both stop the dreadnought um ash is like getting people out of the way and coco just stands in front of the dreadnought as it like charges down this this kind of sidewalk um presidio area and just kind of like stands his ground and just like sumo tackles sumo grabs the dreadnought and is able to like get it to stand still which is again kind of showing his like kind of animalistic strength and dexterity very again very tarzan like um but then not only is he strong enough to stop the beast but he has the the light touch to like calm it down as well which the owner comes up and is like whoa usually my dreadnought is not okay with strangers but you did something good here um Usually and only the, likes Pokemon. Good thing you're not yeah. a Pokemon. Oh, whoa, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, they, there's some more like modern wonders, you know, startlement, I guess. He yeah. sees Pokeballs like he, he watches a Pokemon get sucked into a Pokeball and it like blows <laughs> his fucking mind. He sees like like there's like a like a super cut of like four yeah. of them. And it's like that seems almost horrifying. Yes, exactly. I thought he was going to freak out more. He seems pretty chill with it because it's a kid's movie, I guess. And they didn't want to go that route. But I, it does look like people are just like disintegrating Pokemon <laughs> if you don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Ash tries to talk to him. Uh, Coco picks up on English pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is surprising. Um, there's not really like a lot of like build up to that. It's just kind of like, my name's Ash. And Coco's like, name Ash. Mm-hmm. What's your name? 
Coco. It's like, oh, okay. We're just gonna we're just gonna kind of speed run through the Tarzan learning English part, I guess. Um, yeah. Then they have a montage of like kind of introducing him to human society, teaching him to walk. You know, this I is the worst. <laughs> Phil Collins to start playing over top of this. Honestly, instead, it's like like dime store Jonathan Colton. Like, yeah, yeah. very like sincere lyrics i get or attempt at sincere sounding lyrics but none of it feels sincere and it's like when we work together we could be best friends (laughs) like (laughs) like i don't know Uh, it's just it 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 makes me want to claw my eyes out and stab pencils in my ears i hate it so much it it's painful to me when they start doing those things it doesn't bother me but I get, I get yeah, where you're coming from. I guess. But they're having like a fun day around town and they go to some music stuff and they, I, I don't even remember all the things. That I'm on. I think they, I probably blanked it out, honestly. <laughs> just, just your eyes turned into like TV static for like yeah. a solid minute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they like, they get clothes for Coco and, um, right. and Ash teaches him how to walk on his, on his feet um bipedally um <laughs> he buys cocoa ice cream which where does ash get money uh all the trainer battles that he beats on the road he just beats them up he's like giving your money yeah i beat <laughs> you in a battle so you owe me 172 <laughs> whatever they're called <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh i wonder if that i wonder if that's how it works in the anime um yeah i mean it's how it, it works in the game so i think it's like purely like uh, socialist it's just like everyone gets a stipend like no one has to like work if they don't want to it's weird i don't know what sure what's feels happening. like it um or maybe he gets a stipend from professor oak for all the pokemon research he doesn't do or his mom is just sending him checks like, yeah he's a yeah. trust fund baby yeah um but yeah they do they do a montage it kind of ends in this there's this fair uh that or a celebration that happens in the town um where fireworks are shot off and this is kind of referenced earlier in the movie where baby coco and dada when Dada's trying to re- reunite him with humans, they stay in the town on a rooftop and they watch the fireworks go off. Um, they go to like the area where the fireworks are going to ha- happen, and like all the workers can't finish the preparations because there is a, um, I guess a single phalanx. I don't know how this Pokemon works. It is like yeah, it's a bunch of little Pokemon, but are they collective or not? Yeah, and- I think they're like in a execute where there's like there's a group of them but okay the individual units of the phalanx are angry and won't let the the workers finish construction and coco kind of like talks to them and tries to figure out what's happening and he's like oh and he like leaps into action like bounds across the construction yard and the workers are like hey don't do that and apparently one of the phalanx fell inside of like a silo or something. I guess that's where they fire off. The, I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> the fireworks, which would be real bad if they were able to like complete the project with that Pokemon still in there. But he like saves the phalanx um, with the help of like the workers and whatnot in Ash. And uh, I guess it's like the leader of the troop because that phalanx looks a little different. It's a little bigger. It's the one that mm-hmm. like leads them around. Um, but they're able to have the celebration. Hooray. And the mayor shows up to thank them for uh, helping the workers of MILF town so that the MILF town <laughs> fireworks can still be fired off. Um, and he, he then talks about why they do the celebration. And it's like an honor of Celebi 
you know, the yeah, legendary the celi- Pokemon. Celibation. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. And uh, how Celebi is like so the. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I would just like to point out that he says Celebi is our jungle guardian Pokemon who shows up when we do these events when the jungle is safe. Yes. But when there is a problem, Celebi doesn't show up. <laughs> Which is a shitty guardian. <laughs> if you are only there when things are good, something is wrong. <laughs> and then when he also mentions the Celebi, Ash like perks up. He's like, "Oh, a Celebi! Can I see yeah. it?" Yeah. And and the mayor's like, uh, "We haven't no. seen it for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not." Um. And Ash goes, "Oh." To which I say, Ash, you literally had a whole movie. <laughs> wrapped mm. around that pokemon you have seen a celebi did you forget what it looked like do you want one for yourself why would you need to see yeah. the celebi again gosh that's such a weird thing too we're catching all the legendary pokemon in the games but like presumably it is like the one legendary celebi that protects this town and if my character <laughs> rolled up <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we haven't seen it for a while i wonder why <laughs> oh shit <laughs> i know why <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile the, the the jungle is like dying and, and yeah. the, all the plants are withering it's like well going to elite four do 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 but yeah, so they have that exchange. Fireworks go off. Coco's like terrified of the fireworks like a dog would be. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, what happens then? So we do some like bouncing interspersed in all this. There are some flashbacks with Dada who is in the jungle remembering times that like Coco behaved as a protector for the forest. He always, you know, much like the Flygon thing, we're reiterating his protection of some rufflet who he wants to take when he was younger to the stream. And that introduces a special power that does become pretty important um, that Dada has, which is that he can like extend his vines to the trees and like pull energy from them, I guess like photosynthesis or something to heal um, Pokemon or whatever but it's draining. It takes a lot of energy out of him to do it. Um, and it's like this unique, not not only unique to him, but rare for even Zarud to sure. have. Yeah, so we're now power. curbing the Green Mile. Yeah. Just yeah. add that to the list of movies. Um, and then um, after we have that, we... Uh, uh, oh, Coco wants to run back into the jungle. That's what it is um coco it's it's so basic coco sees a man and his child and i think the mother's there too a whole family um and and like the man picks up the child puts on his shoulders and he's reminded of like oh family and (laughs) (laughs) and so he runs into the jungle and takes ash to dada um, who is fucking pissed (laughs) you brought a human into my woods god damn it (laughs) um and then we get sort of a cut. It's, it, the movie does this little like perspective shift almost when it's like now we're in um, we're in Zarud language all of a sudden again. Ash is just kind of standing there dumbfounded as the two of them talk it out. And uh, Coco is saying like, you knew I was a human all along and you didn't tell me. And that fucking sucks. You should feel bad. Not me. Um, and uh, then he he just they just kind of like need some time apart. Um but as he's look uh, or, or no, that's what it is. Uh, 
Dada says, you're right. I did fuck up. Let me take you to the lab I found that your parents, you know, had. And he takes Coco there. Coco spends some time being sad and then looks through the rubble and Ash finds (laughs) a, um, like, like a chip or something, some kind of like badge or chip or something yeah, wallet, something like that, that has the same logo on it as the biotope group that is currently trying to study yeah. the waters. I, uh, going back to that for a second, I forgot to bring up one of my favorite parts when they introduce Sharon, she goes, hi, I'm Sharon. I'm a biotech company researcher. Uh huh. Oh, okay. Just that flat out, like, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm doing here. That just, feels so fitting in the world of Pokemon for me to just immediately state your profession. <laughs> like, right, but it's like generic biotech company. Yeah. Like, no name. They never put a name on the biotech company. It's just biotech Oh, company. no, they did. It's Biotope. Oh, I am, I am 99% sure she says Biotope, yeah. Oh, maybe she said Biotope then. Yeah. Well, damn. My joke doesn't work. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Well, I'm going to pivot now and just say their logo fucking sucks. They need a yeah, new graphic designer. <laughs> that is fair. Um so they Ash is like, "Oh, I know these people. Let's go to them." So they take Ash and and Pikachu take Coco to the new Biotope lab, which is run by Dr. Zed. Mm-hmm. Um who is excited to to see um uh coco because he knows coco uh, coco is actually al <laughs> which is just such a boring name you can sorry, call me owls. al sorry all owls who might be listening uh, that's a shitty thing for me to say a um, man walks but- down the street and he says hey why am i soft <laughs> in the middle <laughs> yeah <laughs> um they are of the al al's parents were the mul- i can never say this word mulbindiums yes um which is an element it's like a lead-like metal um and they died they died 10 years ago yes um and it was presumed the baby was you know dead as well but they never found him and of course we know why um but they were here looking for the very magic tree that we've seen the zarud protecting and i guess pokemon for all of its like crazy science doesn't have satellite cameras <laughs> wait no but giovanni did in that previous movie remember oh, shit. when he did like the heat only organized <laughs> crime controls the skies i mean i mean it's ex- an expensive endeavor so yeah uh well so it's like this entire operation he's setting up but sure fair enough yeah. um but lucky for the bad guys <laughs> whoops uh lucky for dr zed the um the badge that ash and coco have brought is a usb drive of some kind uh, and well, it's contain- not the badge it's it's, oh. it's coco's necklace that oh, okay. was um with him uh when he was found by zarud and zarud had been holding on to it and gave it back thank but, you yeah. okay that makes but, more yeah. sense but well not doesn't really make more sense but it, it does tie some things up um okay so that is a drive that has data on the tree and zed is like wow they found it i knew it um also here are team rocket who have uh disguised themselves as scientists and said oh we're here from the head office and everyone's cool with that sure Um, yeah i love i I love a good i mean it's team rocket's whole shtick but i love a good mm -hmm. disguise pretending to be a employee at a place to infiltrate i also want to point out um you know jesse and james obviously you know they're all wearing lab coats jesse james and meowth 
are wearing yeah. a lab coat, and then and Meowth has like a little blonde, like <laughs> like, <laughs> like a blonde uh, bob wig. Yeah, yeah. And and then also, we we would be remiss not to mention Wobbuffet. Their mm-hmm. their other Pokemon, and Wobbuffet is just Wobbuffet with like glasses, some, some like Coke <laughs> bottle glasses. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, sad that his parents are dead. Coco runs off again. Well, Zed does try to like prompt him. He's like, you know where this tree is? Tell me. And he says, or he doesn't say anything. He just takes off. He, he yep. runs away. He, he doesn't um, speak it to English. Yeah. But he runs not intending to lead Zed to the tree because it is, you know, Zerud law and everything. He He's at least honoring the secrecy of it. But he does go to it. Only we find out that Dr. Zed has, I keep saying Dr. Zed. Is it Zeb? No, it's Zeb. So ha- okay. I just noticed in my notes one place I put Z-E-B, and I Zeb. don't know how I did that. Okay. They they alternate between Dr. Z and Dr. Zed, and I didn't know if that was like a European English, like British mm. English versus American English kind of thing, um, or his name is Zed, um, and then they just shorten it to Z at some point. Yeah. So Coco goes to the waters. He's like right there at the tree, and then all of a sudden fucking the James Cameron's avatar breaks into the movie yeah. and this giant space mech thing stomps through the, the forest yeah. uh, and Dr. Zed's like, Oh, well I was a dickhead and I put a little tracker on your shoulder. Um, so even though you didn't tell me, you still led me right to the tree and now I can harvest it. Yeah. Um, and also I'm the bad guy. Yeah, surprise. <laughs> So here's the thing about this villain, because every Pokemon movie needs a villain, and the villains mm-hmm. are normally very easy to tell. And this and this villain was easy to tell. It's like, oh, this guy's mm-hmm. gonna there's gonna be a turn on this guy. Yeah. But what I liked was, I mean, he just he wasn't evil for evil's sake. And I mean, like, right? He's driven and he's insane. Right. But he's not just like I'm gonna be bad because it's fun being bad. He wants something. And he's doing evil to get his something. Right. Yeah. Um, there's also a side plot happening where Jesse, James, and Meowth have gotten access to Dr. Zed's like private office where he's mm-hmm. not supposed to go in there. Um, and they want like access to the files, which they really I don't know what the end game is when they get access to his files. They don't really like, like what's the point? Like, do they want the research or they just like, they talk about, (laughs) they specifically say, so this, we're talking about evil for evil's sake. They say that their boss, which presumably is Giovanni still, I don't know if that has ever changed. Okay. Um, loves hijinks. And so they could just go get into some hijinks (laughs) to which I say he explicitly does not like your hijinks. And is that, is that their misinterpretation or the writer's misinterpretation? It's f- fully canonical to assume that it is their misinterpretation. Like yeah. that l- aligns with their characters and the fiction so far. So I'm going to, I'm going to run with that is they're just idiots and they think their boss just wants them to go cause trouble. Um, so they're, they're going to get what information they can to then cause the most trouble. Presumably. Um, presumably. 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 Uh, but, uh Oh, Dr. Zed has spiders. <laughs> I don't I don't remember what the names of oh, his, yes, the of those Pokemon are. Ariados or something like that. Yeah, okay. Gen um, 2 spider Pokemon. Because Coco is like Coco and Ash are like, we're not gonna let you take this stuff. 
And the, he says, yeah, you are, because he sprays them with webs and throws them in the back of a car. Uh, and Pikachu as well. And then he's going to take his big mech and, and do the bad stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair enough, right? Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm summing quickly, but I think that covers it. Yeah. Um, but what Jesse, James, and Meowth realize when they like get access to mm-hmm. Dr. Zed's files is that Dr. Zed um, had a falling out with Coco's parents. Yep. Um, because Coco's parents did find out where the magical healing spring was, but refused to continue research on it because it was going to um, disrupt kind of the the natural habitat of the Zarud. And look, it's the same theme of every Pokemon movie. Well, yeah. maybe not every Pokemon. Most Pokemon movies where but it's very similar. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, nature versus humanity or nature versus technology. Mm-hmm. And the molybdeums uh, refuse to continue the, the research. And there is like a, a, personal vlog of dr zed like basically reaching his breaking point is like i'll i'll do it i'll get the research from them and i we must continue this important work yeah and then cut to a flashback of him chasing after which i hate because it kind of implies that his flashback is in his vlog (laughs) yes (laughs) yes very 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 bad at like connecting the logic there um yeah but he's just he has like a you know kind of jungle rv and not rv jungle humble like a jeep yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah. um and is is uh racing after the parents in 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 their own uh jeep and rams into them so hard that the car spins out and tumbles down a cliffside and catches fire and he's just watching you're so elated we're talking about this why are you so <laughs> well, excited by well, this it's villain? just so wild to see because it's like yeah it's you know, dark pokemon movies can get dark but like i've never seen actual death in a pokemon movie like it's like usually well, uh, a, like a does the pikachu count who doesn't because that Pikachu the car accident that causes his dad to get put spoilers sure. into the movie <laughs> like, yeah yeah you know. well but like but that's it's like that's gruesome right and it's the same level of gruesome in this but it's like not a straight well, like up that car, death that car accident is caused by a murder right the Greninja are attacking the car and he does they are uh, they are trying to kill someone yes yes there's Granted, an intent to changes. kill and there's yeah. been an intent to kill before but like you know you think of the first pokemon movie it's like ash doesn't die but it's a stand-in for death right yeah it's a, yeah yeah you it's get a the emotional death yeah but, but here, you spend you, most of that movie is not well maybe not assuming children might spend most of that movie assuming that the parent died in that car crash yeah, yeah. I mean, like, uh, but to show it on screen of like the two <laughs> bodies laid out, yeah, and, okay. like the mother, like, kind of weakly, like putting the baby in the yeah. fake <laughs> yeah, basket up. and then sealing it up and pushing it down the river like fucking yeah. Moses. Yeah, was, barring like, another storyline. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, was was like, oh, like that's that's a that's that's a pretty advanced. We're kind of we're pushing boundaries here in this Pokemon movie. And maybe mm-hmm. they've already been pushed in the 18, right. 19 years. Right, we haven't years. seen so many. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so so he just watches his colleagues, or his bosses, I guess, die. Yeah. And he's like, well, gonna, gonna keep happens. this work up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is what happens um, when you work out in the field. <laughs> so, 
in spite of knowing this dark, terrible truth, though, it doesn't really change Team Rocket's plans. They just still want to steal Pikachu. This is why I hate Team Rocket. This is why I always hate Team Rocket. They don't they don't evolve much. Like they they will they will they will do interesting things within the course of a movie, but they always return to that equilibrium point. It's like we're just here for the Pikachu. Everything has to reset, and that is the problem because in some of the other movies we've watched, I've really enjoyed Team Rocket's journey of like we're gonna not be the bad guys, you know, like and in this they just stayed all bad guys, very generic, like yeah. They just they weren't fun or complicated. <laughs> they were there very... was at the very least a nice interaction between James and Ash where like in order to get access to the uh secret files, they had to release Pikachu and Ash um mm. after they had been bound by the spiders. And Ash and James just kind of have this quick interaction like, Well, I'm going this way. It was like, all right, yeah, we won't bother you this time. And then they yeah. go that way. I'm like, thank God, because I really just, I just, I just need yeah. Team Rocket to get out of the fucking way. Yeah. <laughs> um, so everybody released. Um, Zarudes uh, decide to battle uh, the, uh, the big mech. Um, Coco is going to join in because he's, he's tough. Um, um sequence of events here i know i remember like the big plot points here which is that they take like a first attack at the mech and dada specifically is injured in that yes um so coco like pulls back retreats with him and is like you stay here i'm gonna go fight this mech you know for you and they have like a no don't just get out of here you know it's not safe and i can't lose you kind of moment um, but then Coco's like, that's why I have to do it. You know, like, because you love me so much, I have to go fight for you. And then there's continuing flashbacks with the, um, the whole rufflet thing. That's been sort of this theme throughout the movie, which is after they save the rufflet, um, the rufflet's mother comes and like is very rude to the Zarud. Yeah. And, uh, the lesson there is kind of like, Hey, we don't, do the right thing because we're going to get praise for it. We do the right thing because it's the right thing. And what happens if you're in a fight that you can't win, um, but it's to protect the people that you care about. And uh, the answer is you just fight anyway. Like you have to do what you have to do. So Dada injured too injured to actually fight decides to do what Zarud never do, which is go out and approach the other Pokemon and called for their help to come help his son. Um, so that's it's all sweet. It's all nice. Yeah. Um, so after some bickering, the Pokemon, the other Pokemon throw berries at him and are <laughs> yeah. complete. There's like a nose leaf that's just super pissed off. <laughs> yeah. Um, but after a, an impassioned speech, they they all team up. The whole gang rushes in and they they fight the mech. Um, and I think the big finish is like a x-men style fastball special where the alpha throws um uh pikachu into like an iron tail attack and he like cuts the mech in half or something yeah um and and through the course of this we also have sharon and the other researchers that were first like oh we're gonna get important research done you know from this from this healing spring and then they slowly 
see the turn from Dr. Zed and like stand away and like the 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 mech operator um who I kind of liked cuz he was just kind of like this construction worker looking dude with a hard hat <laughs> yeah. like willingly gets out of the mech cuz he doesn't want to be a part of this and Dr. Zed takes it over and starts um yeah fighting because the big thing that they realize is that they're not here to take a large sample of the water and study it he thinks and the Zarud have a song throughout the movie that also confirms this that the like the tree filters sunlight into magic healing that goes into the water so the tree is the core of the real healing not the waters itself yeah and he just wants to rip the tree out of the ground and take that with him so he shoots a missile at it (laughs) yeah he just wants to break it up and take the magical wood um so yeah so that good point yeah to bring that up um yeah. even the, the other scientists are like hey we we're not with this asshole hey, this, this guy's <laughs> fucked up yeah uh but but he's the 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 previous mech operator is the one that points out it's like oh there's like a control panel on its back that you could just like yeah disable that you can disable the mech um isn't there a point where dada retreats though like a second a, a second retreat doesn't that happen during the fight or is that well after i think the, the first retreat the first retreat is to bring the others a rude yes and then coco goes with them and then the second retreat is when he's injured he's injured he brings the others and then there's even a third time where he's too injured and that's when the alpha joins not joins but like right takes over with pikachu but we so should there is like the alpha does get the like final Zarude action which brings the rest of the Zarude into like this alliance right like sure it's not just them versus the machines even though they're yeah. the toughest and the strongest whatever show should we talk about what happens to Zarude then on that third retreat like while it's while all this fighting is happening i you should i don't remember what you're talking about. don't remember <laughs> this is like one of the most important parts of the movie sure it's, all right well Zarude is so injured that he's like he can barely stand oh, oh that's after oh that's I after think. okay yeah, sure? yeah i i could be wrong well it doesn't matter it's sequencing i i've lost the sequencing but yeah yes in my head that was after okay well iron tail pikachu whips which is a really cool move i like i like how they incorporate pokemon moves into the movies and like how effective they are (laughs) and how wild pokemon know about moves yeah (laughs) yeah but pikachu uses his iron tail which can literally cut through metal and he just like shears down the back of this mech through its control panel disabling it um and yeah, cut to Coco with Dada bringing him back to kind of where the healing springs are at. Because like it's almost like the springs are like inside the tree. Like you can get access to the tree because like kind of like hollow in the middle and get into it. Um, but he like takes it to a part where the healing springs would be, and the healing springs are like identified because they have this pink glow. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, they kind of like spill over all the branches in in this sacred tree, and or the heart tree is what they call it in the movie. And uh, Coco drags Dada to the embankment uh, where the healing spring would be, but the water's not pink anymore because when mm-hmm. Doctor Z fired his missile at the tree, it put like a big hole in it, and all the healing waters came spilling out and got diluted with the the regular water so dada is just kind of laying there dying and i mean it's another it's another character death which is yeah i mean this one's real like lingering and like focuses in on the fact that like he 
he just he dies. He straight up expires, and like he has a fla- another a final flashback of like raising Coco and interacting with him, and Coco being like, "You're the best dad ever," and them like loving one another. And you know, Zarud has also, or Dada has also had his own arc through this movie, like never considering himself to be a father, and yeah. finally like accepts the idea that he was a father and he was also a good father, and like, and that's yeah. when he dies. I was such um, a good father for lying to my son all these years. <laughs> <laughs> well, I but mean, yeah, was, his, his like dying words are like, you know, being a good father is putting someone before yourself, you know, and yeah. loving them that much to, to do everything for them that they need uh, before you take care of yourself kind of thing. Yeah. Which I don't know if he says that out loud or that's just what he's thinking. Cause they don't really, cause like, yeah, his lips. Yeah, you're right. Well, yeah. it's also first person. Like it's like showing it from his point of view and they don't really, but anyways. So, Coco obviously distraught seeing his father die uh his poke dad he tries to heal him he tries to use dada's move to which then the elder's like oh coco no <laughs> oh bad <laughs> that's coco not, that's not going to work you idiot <laughs> which is all i mean like i mean he says it a little nice with that but it was also kind yes. of a heartfelt moment where he's like you know that yeah. won't work like it's like you know it's this yeah. it's this touching moment of like someone desperately yeah. trying to to prevent the end of someone's life and like just doing what is probably impossible and like the other people surrounding you are like thoughtfully telling you it's like you can't you can't do this like you like this is not a healthy way to grieve trying to like <laughs> resurrect your your fallen father um but wouldn't you know if you want something bad enough, you you can get it. If you want your dad yeah. back, you can get it. Yeah, um, take, take that lesson home, every child who has lost yeah. a parent. I guess you didn't love them enough. <laughs> you didn't try using a Pokemon move, did you, dumbass? Yeah, uh, because somehow he's able to pull energy in this sort of green light, kind of resembling the vines that his father would use, and draws it through him and into his father and heals him uh using a pokemon move as a human and not only that it like grows new plants out of the tree trunk yeah. that like all the other zarude are standing around watching him do this and like it's it like sprays like these green spores everywhere and like the zarude can like smell it and they're like oh mm-hmm. but it smells different it smells is that coco yeah it smells like coco did you put like a little, you put a little in this <laughs> yeah um but yeah so he resurrects his father which okay i guess all the pathos from that character death doesn't matter mm-hmm. anymore yeah i whatever like i'm okay with that yeah as far as as far as like undoing a death that can be dramatically satisfying why does he have power it's never going no. to be explained no nope. this movie can raise this weird shit up and just be like and we never have to answer that <laughs> like it's, it's so just weird. a thing yeah yeah, um, that that was also a big sticking point for me. It was like, okay, you can just you can just heal things. Just do just, that. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, but yeah, um, Doctor Z is defeated. He 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 is like limping now because he's been like kicked out of his. He like he ejects himself from the mech and he like tries to get to the to the spring. Um, and he like walks to the end of this like rotted log, like it's a plank, and um, kind of like has like a final altercation with Coco who chases him. Um, calls him Al this entire time, like refuses to use the, yeah. the name that he identifies with. Um, and 
does dr z try to kill himself does he try to leap off of? i don't this? think he's trying to kill himself i think he's hoping the waters will heal him okay I, that's my impression and i could be wrong but i don't think he wants to kill himself but coco grabs him with his vine whip yeah uh, bola yeah and just kind of like whoosh, um hooks him on the leg as he dives in yeah and uh and nope, he's like nope. screaming his name and like going <laughs> yeah. even crazier. Probably because his legs were hurt to the point where he had to crawl on them and he just got yanked his whole body weight <laughs> off of his ankle. My legs like, dislocated. Yeah. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so they, they, you know, presumably he gets arrested or something. No, he does. Um, they show that. They show yeah, okay. news I, footage of Officer Jenny locking him in a yeah. cop van and it's being uh team rockets watching the news footage and they're like ha we did it it's like exposition rocket yeah, <laughs> yeah. explaining off again <laughs> um the scientists are going to help restore the jungle and ash is going to help with some of that too they're like planting new plants um which it never really came up during the movie how much presumably they have destroyed the jungle to lay their pipeline and stuff like yeah I, as an adult, I can piece together that, oh, yeah, well, they must have. But, like, it's not, like, a through line throughout the movie that, hey, you scientists are fucking up the jungle right. before it, this final scene. Yeah, I mean, like, that's where the Fern Gully stuff comes in for me. Because, like, yeah, like, a lot of that stuff is is off screen. But, like, at the very least, that fucking mech is wrecking shit at the <laughs> yeah, end. Because yeah. it's, just, it's just knocking over trees. It has, like, one arm. It has, like a, like, a rocket array on it. And the other one is, like, a chainsaw that, like, can transform yeah. into a clamp. And it's, like, it's not even sawing the trees. It's just, like, shouldering them <laughs> and mm-hmm. just knocking them over. And, like, it reminded me a lot of that giant wild mechanism that's in yeah. Gully, just kind of like mowing over parts of the forest yeah um or like a world of warcraft goblin mech <laughs> yes <laughs> like yeah something mech. wild and, and over designed yeah. yeah so you know everything kind of buttons up nicely like a most pokemon movies should yeah and um then the well you're going to tell us about the final scene with celebi because i don't remember it yeah uh, I thought, okay, to so just talk about it real quick, I thought for sure Celebi was going to show up and save Dada. That's like, interesting. I did not predict Dada dying. I thought he gets injured, he gets to the waters, oh, the waters aren't here, good news, Celebi shows up and saves the day. Yeah. Um, that's what I, I just assumed was going to happen because they talked about it multiple times. Here's what I thought, because they make a reference to this earlier in the movie, because the Zarud also mentioned that like Celebi is usually the protector of the jungle, but... yeah when the jungle is not at peace, Celebi disappears. <laughs> Which, yeah. <laughs> it's real bad, yeah. You can't be a protector if you disappear anytime yeah. there is not peace. You need you need a different title. Maybe, like, yeah. a casual observer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but he says, the elders tells Dada that Celebi disappeared around the time you showed up. Yeah. And I thought for sure Zarud Dada was going to transform into Celebi at the end of the movie. I also had that thought. Yeah. Save, save the day. And I was like, that'd be interesting. That would maybe also justify why Coco can heal because maybe Celebi being this legendary Pokemon can transfer that kind of power. Possibly. Again, Green Mile style. Green Mile style. Uh, I'll have my eggs Green Mile style. Uh, okay Three miles and ham <laughs> yeah and yeah that just didn't happen so what does ultimately happen is 
uh, the Zarud are working together with the other Pokemon. They're mm-hmm. they're planting berry trees and they're planting regular trees and the Zarud are using their magical pixie dust to grow the trees faster and they're sharing all the food together they're like creating like a like foods like soup kitchen kind of thing where like yeah. dada is like i've created like it's like light up everyone's like don't don't push now there's plenty for everyone mm-hmm. um and while he's doing this he just kind of is like at peace and like working on the land and then he casually looks over his shoulder and then there's not just Celebi, a shiny pink Celebi. Oh my goodness. Sitting on the tree, just kind of like Jiminy Cricket <laughs> kicking its knee and being like, ah, you fixed everything. Great. Well, I'm back now. I'm the cr- the protector. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I did this somehow. Uh, and then just kind of like flies through uh, the jungle with Dada swinging. And then I they- just didn't catch it i must have been typing a note or something it's like the very last second in the movie so it's it'd be easy to miss um but but we also need to talk about coco going to dada and saying like hey right we are dada says we're invited back to the troop there's no reason to keep us out anymore they literally say that (laughs) instead of you guys are our heroes and our friends and we love you it's well i can't keep you away (laughs) so the laws have changed yeah yeah if i could keep you away i would but i'm no longer allowed to um so uh they they're invited back and dada is gonna join and coco says ah that's real good but i'm not i've gotta go yeah love that for you that's great that's so good for you (laughs) i have other things in mind um but now he wants to go on a journey, which is <gasps> like, you know, the journey series. Uh, and uh, he's going to be leaving with Ash, which <laughs> it's just so funny. I, I didn't quite pick up on what the movie was laying down here. Zarud Dada freaks the fuck out and is like, you can't leave, you little piece of shit. <laughs> like gets all in his face and is like, that world's going to eat you alive. It's going to kill you. You're going to come crying back to me. <laughs> what a good you're dad. Not gonna be, yeah. Like <laughs> it's so rough. And I was like, what is going on? And then he like, he's like, well, I'm going anyway. You can't stop me. And he turns to leave and the Dada turns back to the alpha and the alpha's like, dude, are you sure you want to do that? In spite of that being exactly what the alpha did to Dada earlier in the movie. But okay. And he's like, yep, I'm glad because that's exactly what I needed to know that he's serious about it. Like if he could argue with me about it, then he's going to be fine out there. You know, Dada is a good dad because he does this <laughs> fucking reverse psychology bullshit like a yeah. dad would. All the entire Zarud culture is just toxic masculinity, and we never see a female Zarud, so I'm convinced it that is like all they have. Um They're called Zanice. <laughs> yeah. Um but then after he catches up with Ash and is like, Hey, I'm coming on a journey with they say it again, coming on a journey with you. He's like, Oh, that's awesome. That'll be great. Uh they they hear an explosion. <laughs> they look back and there's like a fountain of the water coming out of the tree and sparkles all around and uh all of the zarud including dada and all of the other pokemon come to see him off and let him know like hey that shit i was just doing that was just fucking with your head (laughs) i really i really love you and you're gonna be great and uh come back to us because you are the bridge between pokemon and humans you're the missing link (laughs) and uh (laughs) and so don't stay gone forever 
Yeah, we actually the, need you to communicate with <laughs> yeah, human civilization. Yeah. If not, they're going to destroy our jungle again. <laughs> like, it's definitely going to happen. I don't think Coco explicitly goes with Ash. Like, he definitely leaves the jungle with Ash, but um, mm. they, they yeah, do I would go be their surprised. separate ways. I would be surprised if he shows up in, like, the series or anything. Yeah, I, I would expect he's... Yeah, well, even in this, they say, like, we're going to go separate ways. Like, Ash is like, I'm sure I'll see you later. Um, Yeah. Another thing I want to bring up, since we're at the end of this, Ash makes reference to his dad. Yeah. Which... With with such a weird piece of dad advice, too. The map to your goal is inside yourself. (laughs) My dad told me that, and I've always held on to it as truth. That's right before he went to go get a pack of cigarettes at the corner store. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm following my own map, and it's taking me far away from being a parent. <laughs> and granted, again, haven't seen the last almost two yeah. decades of Pokemon content. They might, you, there might be a whole arc with Ash's dad at this point that I just don't know about. Um, but it seemed really, it was really wild to me to see this reference to a, his father that I've never heard before. Yeah. And like, is he dead? Is he like? There's fan canon, I think, and I don't like that. Doesn't mean anything. Fan canon isn't real. There, I think there's a fan theory. Take that, that fanfic writers, you pieces of shit. I guess there is there is fan theory based on game canon that there may have been some war before, like the first Pokemon game, and that maybe Ash's dad died in that war. Died in the Poke Wars. Yeah, yeah. Um, which like is the kind of dark stuff Nintendo would have done around the time Pokemon came out and then stopped doing right after, you know, like everything like Star Fox was so dark and all these other things that Nintendo was doing. And then like all of a sudden Nintendo kind of stops doing that kind of thing. So it it would be very fitting if they were just like, uh, let's not ever confirm his dad died in a war. I'm just imagining like the, whatever the Kanto nation's, national flag is like always being up at the ketchup household or like yeah ash's yeah. mom is driving a minivan and has a support our troops sticker in the in the back or like proud proud wife of a veteran something like that yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah you know what this was a serviceable movie i it enjoyed was, it you liked it more than i did <laughs> but it wasn't the worst i like i said i did check out if i were watching this purely casually if i weren't not like i need to know what's going on i would have just been like eh, and, and not really thought much more of it you know and like it wouldn't have offended me on any level it would have felt like a long pokemon episode yeah i feel like a, a pokemon movie has to do a couple things in my mind to like kind of nail it they have to have to have at least something original within the context of pokemon um I really like the themes Pokemon really wrapped itself in. It's it's the themes of friendship between like humans and animals. It's the themes of like, you know, conservation or environment, mm-hmm. you know, awareness. Um, things like that shown through the lens of like a very cherished, like happy-go-lucky childhood thought. Yeah, with a dead dad. And with a dead dad. And the dad that served valiantly in the Poke Wars. Um, yeah. And just the least amount of team rocket possible (laughs) (laughs) i like team rocket when they do things that aren't team rocket things like when they join in and help bad news for you exactly they almost always do only team rocket things but i think there's potential with them although the new voice actors just put me off so much i think they should drop them i do think now is the time to just be like we're done they've done the same thing for 20 years 
it's time to be done with Team Rocket. Yeah, it's time to kill Team Rocket. Well, they could retire, you know? Like, they could go do something fun and just be twilighted in the series, you know? Like, still exist out there in the world, but no longer be on camera. Twilight in the series, you know, sparkling... A sparkling vampire. Playing goes. playing baseball. Yeah. <laughs> baseball that's, like, so loud when they're... This is something I've heard about the books, is that people in the town think that the vampires playing baseball is a thunderstorm because the ball hits the bat yeah. so hard. Yeah. They can only play during thunderstorms to cover up That's the noise what they make. That's yeah. Yeah. Welcome to our, our new podcast where we watch <laughs> all the, the Twilight movies. I'm not in. I can't do it. I've seen enough like tertiary, secondary, you know, reference and review of Twilight stuff to know I can't handle it. Well. Um, but Nick you said you like this. You, you, you said this was a fine addition. I said it was serviceable. A serviceable Pokemon movie. <laughs> uh, would you like to watch another serviceable Pokemon movie? No. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? Well, good news, Nick. Coming up <laughs> next, we got Pokemon 4, number 4 ever, colon, mm. Celebi, N-Dash, Voice of the Forest. Maybe you should have watched this one beforehand. To really get all that deep, yeah, deep we're getting a weird direct, lore. Yeah, for for the one scene where I missed it even showing <laughs> up. Well, you won't miss it this time because Celebi is going to be in your face. Can I try? <laughs> in your face. All right. I'll see you next time, Nick. I I guess you will. In your face. <laughs> <laughs>